Uh. Rush into Chemist Warehouse today and grab INC Protein. Powering tomorrow today. This is the House of Ats with Cam Luke and John Stephenson. Most certainly is. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. As you know, John, Steph, and the rest of the listening world knows that we only get the absolute superstars on this show. And when they come on, they have either done something amazing in the not-too-distant you know, past, or they're about to do yes. something amazing. And I think our next guest has just done something amazing and is probably going to continue to do such things because to roll in first marathon, 228, I speak of Jen Gregson, who joins us now. Jen, as we welcome you in, congratulations. First marathon in the books and a nice pace as well. Yeah, no, it's really cool to be finally able to call myself a marathoner. Um, leading into this weekend, there was so much pressure because I feel like I've talked about it a lot and there's nothing worse than talking about something and not executing a plan. So I think relief was probably the first thing I'll say I experienced. And after that, it was just, yeah, emotion of, of being able to pull something off that's been in the making for two years now. Look, you've been one of the best athletes this country's produced in recent time, three Olympic games, Olympic finals, all of it. And we're going to talk about your last two years in a moment, but there's always little surprises that bob up, but uh, you're continually able to just work through them. A marathon, I assume throws like a million different unique experiences Mm -hmm. up in 42 Ks. Was there, was there something that went through your mind or your body or whatever it might've been in the run this weekend that you thought, Oh, that's, that's new. Yeah, I mean, if I really break it down, there were many little things that popped up over 42K, but I honestly have never, ever been so nervous. The whole week leading into this race, I barely slept. I just found myself staring at the ceiling at night, um, thinking about a million different variables and and things that I had to control for that day. Um, Luckily, I had Eloise Wellings at the hotel and Izzy Bat Doyle, both girls that have run really great marathons recently. And I just asked them so many questions. And I feel like, everyone told me all the bad things to expect which was a really good thing because on Sunday I finished and I remember saying to Ryan like nothing went wrong nothing went wrong but like yeah at at eight at 15k I stepped on a drink bottle and like my knee buckled and I was like wow everything could have ended right there and then I went to rip the top of my gel off and completely ruin the gel container where the gel wouldn't squeeze out and my hands were too slippery to break it and I just asked my training partner next to me I was like I need you to open this gel um little things like I my K splitter was way off it it wasn't hitting the marks and then I just kind of thought trust the paces and trust your body and just go with it and stop worrying about time there were little things like that but I think I was expecting so much more worse things to happen that I honestly felt in such a flow state like it was one of the most amazing race experiences I've ever had and and maybe someone can only know what I'm talking about if they do a marathon because I've never experienced this before but it was pure bliss all the way to that 42.195 um, marker. And yeah, it's it's crazy to say that I really did enjoy every step. Jen, do you think it's, when, when you talk about it, it's quite um, uh, interesting to hear you say that it was pure bliss, number one. Yeah. Um, someone has been to, you know, three Olympic Games, World mm-hmm. Championships, Commonwealth Games. I mean, you and I had the, I had the privilege of hanging out with your teams and your, and your husband's like my little bro. Um, but do you think it's the fact that athletics can become quite mon- monotonous, you know, throughout your career, especially when you, because you focus on one event, right? Mm-hmm. And 
do you think it's refreshing for you, especially over the last two years and what you've gone through with injuries mm. that now you're kind of like learning a completely, really, it yeah. feels like a new sport by running the marathon yeah. because it's a complete different event. Do you think that's what is bliss for you? For those that are listening out there that sort of yeah. would be going, how are you getting nervous for a yeah. marathon, man? It's kid stuff for you. You've been to Olympic Games final, Jen. Yeah, but that's exactly it. Like on the track, that was a skill for me. I knew it inside out. I'd done it that mm. many times. Even like I'll even say Tokyo Olympics. I mean, I knew I was a bit banged up, but I didn't go into that as nervous because I knew what I was capable of. I knew what I can do. I trust my training and I kind of know around about where I'm at. Um, give or take a few seconds unless something drastically went wrong, which it did. Mm. But with the marathon, there's this huge window of unknown and uncertainty and there's so many uncontrollables. Like just for example, if it's a little bit windy or a little bit hotter than you expected, that is huge over two and a half hours of running. And I didn't, I found it really hard to be entering into an event that there were so many things I couldn't control. And that's something wow. that I've been really good at my whole career is making sure I do all the 1% is right and I do everything and I'm as pre prepared as possible. But unfortunately, the marathon, it's a different beast. You can go in so prepared to the nth degree, like you've done everything. You've got your drink station sorted. You've trained hard. You've rested well. You've fueled perfectly. And then something can happen in that race and it'll throw all of that off. And the next opportunity for a marathon is months away. So well, that's scary. Jen, talk me through the injury because I, I, I remember watching your race live and, and, and thinking that's it, she's done, that's retirement. Yeah. I mean, anybody that understands yeah. Achilles injuries, I had bursitis in my Achilles and I thought I was done. Um, you had a full, well, I'd like to think a full rupture. It was mm -hmm. close to, if not. Um, obviously those thoughts were going through your mind. Uh, walk us through these last two years. I know people ask you, I know when you get into depth about, I get it. It was sore. There was a lot of pain and yeah. you worked through it, but what is some of the mental sort of hurdles you have to get through on race day this weekend when it, when mm -hmm. it comes, because I, I take you wake up in the morning and that, that Achilles is stiff as every morning. I, no, I, no, it's not. It's like, good. Oh, I, seriously, I don't know what the surgeon did to this, <laughs> this tendon, but he's sewed it together and like put new, fibers into it it's shout like out the, to your surgeon yeah, seriously, it's the best tenant ever but um I think that the I mean exactly what you would imagine as an athlete if you heard you ruptured your Achilles like rupturing your Achilles doesn't just mean fix it and then it's back to brand new it may feel amazing but at the end of the day my lower leg on my right side is way smaller way weaker it's my weak link of my body now and I can only ever really be as strong as I get that lower leg and even in the last k of this race that lower leg on my right side went completely numb and even to that point I thought I still wasn't going to be able to get you know this goal because I thought I'm going to hit the deck and have to crawl it in um wow. the biggest fear I've had the whole last two years is how much did this Achilles rupture affect my biomechanics my efficiency everyone said that I'd be good at the marathon but that was before I ruptured my Achilles what if my whole gate's out and I'm no longer as efficient as I used to be and I have to work harder to get across the ground um, and so this whole time I've been working for this goal with this little doubt in my head that I won't be able to return to that level because no matter how hard I work, my body's going to fight me for it. Um, but after Sunday, I, I never felt so smooth. And whether I learned to run a different way over the last two years and all the strength and um, rehab that I've done has just taught my body to like kind of make do with what it has. Um, I felt great and my body definitely didn't restrict me in any way whatsoever. Jen, I, uh, I preface this by saying that I am sensitive and occasionally get emotional about wonderful stories. So I was watching a feature on you on Wide World of Sports about a month or so ago. It was, it was a wonderful feature. And I assume it is 
online for anyone who has who, who hasn't seen it, but go check it out. But the the, the moment that, that got me is when you obviously got hurt in Tokyo and you rang Ryan, your husband, and spoke about starting a family. And then you spoke yeah. about the fact that this horrible moment actually yeah. leads to what is a wonderful two years to where we sit today. Yeah. Just talk us through that. I might even cry again, Jen, to be honest, because it, it <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's no. moving stuff. Yeah, don't worry. I cry every time I talk about it with Ryan. But, like, that's what's just so crazy. Like, I sit here and say to Johnny that yesterday was potentially one of the best moments I've had in my career. Yet two years ago was probably the worst moment I had in my career. But if it didn't happen, it wouldn't have brought me here. I wouldn't have my little baby boy downstairs playing with my husband. There's there's just so many crazy sliding door moments that happen in people's lives. And for me, that was just one of the <laughs> most weirdest moments where, you know, I fall in a steeple pit, rupture my Achilles. People tell me I'm done. I think I'm done. And a phone call to my husband five minutes later changes this whole tangent of my life. And, and I follow this different path and, and, and end up taking up an event that I've dreamed of doing, starting a family that I've dreamed of doing. And um, I moved back home. I'm close to my family, which I've wanted for the whole time I've been traveling for the last 15 years. My life now is in a place where, like, if you ask me to change one thing, I couldn't. It's It's literally perfect. And it's all because I ruptured my Achilles and like I cry because I was so sad <laughs> in that moment, but I, 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 I'm so glad it happened. It's just crazy. And I wish, and I said this on that story, I wish I could just crouch down to that girl crying in the pit and say, don't worry, this is so good. This is exactly what you're meant to be doing right now. I, isn't it, isn't it, isn't it crazy, Jen, when you look at these uh, moments in, 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 in track and then you say that you look back there and you think, you know, it's over. Uh, my Achilles had ruptured. Um, <laughs> uh, it's quite funny listening to your story. It, it, is, it is cool talking to you because uh, what a lot of listeners wouldn't know is we keep referencing your husband, Ryan Gregson. And Ryan is one of, I think, one of the greatest uh, 1500 meter runners our country's ever seen. The phenom when he came to being a junior athlete, broke all the records. We've seen young Cameron Myers doing his thing now. But Ryan was doing that 10, 15 years ago. Obviously, he's your, he's your I'll, I'll call him your better half, uh, Jen. I'll stick <laughs> yeah, up for my brother. He is, he is. Um, and I was there that I was there the day you guys union. This was yeah. in 2012 Olympic yeah, Games. But Ryan were, and I were, we, rooming, we were together. rooming together. You guys are um, so weird. <laughs> <laughs> They're putting fake tan on their yeah. like, head. <laughs> well, I don't know your husband, Jen, but I do know Johnny Steph, and not one thing surprised me when someone says, <laughs> Yeah, you th you guys were so weird. So he's, I think he's got fake tan on right now, actually. No, no, no Ryan's incorrigible <laughs> and I'm incorrigible and put us together. You just Save understand what's going to happen. But, uh, <laughs> but, but but I always had a lot of respect for Ryan and, and it's, 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 it's absolutely, it's, it's not a shock for me to see you guys blossoming and thriving like you are now and to hear your story sort of post Tokyo um, to be able to create a family and now into marathon. I think it's a wonderful sort of journey that we often don't get to hear about track and field because we, we don't have these mediums like House of Athletics to discuss and talk about these things. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to hear that um, that a future Gregson's on the way, um, yeah. that potentially will be back in the sport. But but walk us through, okay? You are in the September career, Jen, and 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 that's just that's just the way it is. Fifteen years you mentioned being involved in the sport. Are you starting to look, okay? What is my next journey? I know you guys have your own run club. You and Ryan are encouraging the youth of tomorrow to come through for tomorrow's champions. Um, but what is your vocation now? I get we, we, as athletes, we're selfish, we're individual, we got our goals, but you're also selfless. You got a beautiful child. You got your family now. You move back home what is it what's 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 making you go okay one plus one's equaling two for me after track and field 
See, like I just, I mean, I people probably call me crazy. I know my parents look at me and think, you know, they ask that question. But I right now, and, and it's why I got here over the last two years, I love running too much to even consider putting it aside as, as a part-time or a hobby. Um, I know I can't run forever and I'm well aware of that. But as of now, I plan on making another Olympics and I plan on still running after that. The marathon, the reason why I wanted to make the transition to the marathon was because it allows longevity to your career. And for women, especially our two top marathon runners in the country right now are in their forties. And I'm not saying that's going to be me. They may be an exception, but I'm that passionate about my running. I couldn't bear to let it go and chase something else. I'm too in love with it. And so I'm just going to keep part-time being a mother, part-time training our clients. Um, you know, I do a lot of stuff here and there, like talking to schools and and helping young kids in little athletics. So that's enough for me right now to keep my head busy, but running fully and um, wholeheartedly takes over everything. But what, that but what are some of the goals? What are some of the goals, Jen? Are you, are, you, are, you, are you wanting to win one of the majors? Are you trying to become a half marathon specialist? Is winning the objective for you when it, when it comes to, because I know very much when you're doing the steeple, Jen, you were, uh, were a competitor yeah. that I've never seen in my life before. Like, and and again, another another NC2A uh, alumni, Cameron, mm-hmm. that we always talk about on the show and sort of came out of that school is is winning the focus, Jen? Are you are you looking? Is this part of your vocation, running? Like, how should we, as the viewer, see you when we see you on the line? Should we go? Yeah, Jen's out. Yeah, she's trying to take on the whole world, or, or is yeah. it just what is it, Jen? Walk me through that. But that's why, yeah, I'll t- walk you through it because the reason why I picked marathon is because I can pick whatever I want for any race. I can pick a race to be competitive and try be a Jess Stenson and and try win a Com Games or. I can be a Sinead diver and, and go get in a fast race and test my absolute limits of the human body and see how fast I can run. The marathon is fulfilling in any way you approach it. You you can win a race and, and hang your hat on, on the gold medal or you can go and just show people how fast you can be. And I want to do that over my career now and, and just test myself in every different way. I'll, I do want to do some majors and see how high I can finish. I want to do some more com games and win a medal. Um, I want to go to some more Olympics and and finish higher up the ninth. Like there's so many things that I haven't achieved yet in my career. And even though I can look back on it and be proud of what I've done, I don't feel finished yet. And I feel like there are things in this new event that I can achieve. Love it. Love it. So what, what's it look like now? So we're, we're 12 months away from Paris or give or take a day or so. So what you've, you've done the 228, you love it. You, you, you Everything you, you're hoping a marathon would be, it sounds like it was. So what does it mean now over the next 12 months? Is there is there an event you've already got circled? How does it all work for you? Yeah, I mean, short term, um, we just got to wait for me to recover and, and feel good again because I think the biggest mistake you can make as a marathon runner is just, yeah, get too excited and jump straight back into another one. Um, I'm going to focus on some road races that are a bit shorter and just sharpen up a little bit because I also don't want to lose touch of the track. Like I still want to be able to dabble in a 5 or 10 um and you know test my speed over that domestic yeah how, how much is that needed jess uh, um, uh, 
uh, Jen, in, in yeah. the marathon. How much is that track crossover and that speed needed for the marathon? So I had this conversation, Cam, funny enough, on the weekend with the great Mario because he just ran the Gold Coast. Yes, half. he did. And I said, I think maybe, I said, Mar I said I, I tried, Jen, I try to pretend like I knew my distance running because I did a little, <laughs> you know, you and I used to hang out. So I said, oh, mate, maybe you should do a little bit of a track workout, uh, Mario, uh, to get your speed up. So, so tell us, he could, the great man's probably listening. Yeah. What? How much does that track crossover help you, the marathon? I think it was overlooked too much in the past. I think our marathon runners in the past just thought run as much as you can, you know, heighten the stimulus of, of the amount of work you put into your legs and you'll get the most out of yourself. But these days, like, I mean, I don't know what other people were doing, but I think I'd be on the lower side of mileage compared to any other marathon wow. runner out there. And it's because I, I'm keeping that Tuesday intensity. Like Nick Bideau, my coach, is still giving me those track Tuesdays as if I was going to head out to do a steeplechase on the weekend. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm dabbling in both at the same time. And um I think that's the secret. And he does it with all his girls and um Nick's girls in the marathon are some of the top in the country. So they're doing something right. Same so what's Robinson. What's your average K in, in, in the marathon on the weekend? What was your average? Like my pace. Your pace. Yeah, three thirties. And what would be your so and what pace would you do when you're doing your Tuesday's track workouts? What sort of yeah. I know it varies, yeah. but what would you get down to in in sense? If you're doing three thirties in a marathon, where would you yeah. get down to to create your bandwidth? Um, I mean, I don't know what the K pace is, but it's way far. So say like a 30 second two hundred, even. I mean, what is yeah. that? Like a two thirty K, like Yeah, that's quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's, moving, that, yeah. that's what I mean. That I'll be doing a five by four Ks you know, a 20 K session on Friday. And then I turn up on Tuesday and Nick's got me, you know, doing 600s where I go around in 75 and then kick home in a 33. Like it's just, it, it makes no sense at the time, <laughs> but he knows what he's doing. And I feel like it, it allows you to have a higher ceiling. So when you're out there feeling, um, you know, tired towards the end of the race, at the end of the day, your ceiling is so much higher than a 330. A three, you just get comfortable running that slower pace because you've got a higher ceiling than most people. Jen, before we do let you go, we do, as as Johnny Steph did allude to, we love our collegiate athletics and collegiate sports, actually. And we just, every time we talk to someone who's been through that process and system, we talk a little bit about it. Of course, Florida Gators is, probably feels a lifetime ago now, but yeah. it, it, very, very strong track and field program. Just talk us a little bit through, one, how much you enjoyed it, but also, two, how much it helped you when you, when you become a professional athlete and started to go to these major events. Yeah, it was, it was definitely the catalyst for me because, I mean, if you compare me to, say, Ryan, he was like a Cam Myers. He probably didn't need college. They were too good, went, could go on professional right out of school, whereas mm. I was in that kind of, you know, I could turn up to nationals and, and get on the podium, but I wasn't breaking any records and I wasn't standing out in any, you know, phenomenal way. So going to college just taught me a little bit more about being professional and, and learning how to, you know, take running more seriously and do all the one percenters. Ryan didn't need that. Whereas I needed that development. And I also got to do um, full-time study at the same time and it was all covered. So not only is it a great opportunity, even if you don't end up being a professional athlete, it allows you to develop as an athlete and work out, okay, this is what is required to be my best. And it did take me four years to find out about that. It wasn't, until my senior year where I really started to come on and qualify for the Olympics in 2012. But that those four years filled a hole that I wouldn't have got in Australia. I would not have gone from a high school runner to an Olympian in four years, but college allowed me to bridge that. It gave me opportunity. It allowed me to grow and mature and then, yeah, take that next step, which just made it so seamless. 
Jen, we, we love when uh, you jump on by and have a quick chat to us, of course. We uh, have no doubt we're going to talk to you a little bit more as we head towards Paris. And we love the fact that anytime somebody has a chance to do something new and create something special, it's enjoyable as as much as a marathon can be. You've made it sound. You can enjoy it while hurting. And uh, we, we shouldn't be surprised because you've consistently amazed us uh, for the last decade or so. So congratulations, not just on yesterday, but the last two years and looking forward to uh, the next 12 months and beyond. And uh, no doubt we'll chat again soon. Great. Thanks for having me, guys. Superstar. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. We'll go to a break. Plenty more right here with Johnny, Steph and Cam Luke on the House of Athletics. Thanks, Jen. That was great. Thank you. No worries.